0: Into locked on Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to cover in today's podcast. We're going to catch up with Isaac Draxler of U State Aggies. He covers the Utah State Aggies. We continue our 12 12 opponent preview in reverse. BYU and Utah State will face off in November this year, early November versus early October. A little bit of a, a step aside from what BYU and Utah State normally do, but We'll talk about the Utah State Aggies with Isaac Draxler in the second and third segments of today's podcast. First segment, we'll recap what happened in Summer League action for Jimmer Fredette with the Golden State Warriors Summer League team last night. We'll also continue with our Holy War Player Countdown Series as we get to number 57 on the list, Alden Tofa. Can he be a big part of BYU's defensive line this season? We'll talk about that and more on today's podcast. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. Let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars brought to you today by our good friends at Twillery. Twillery. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in a moment, but without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for July 3rd, 2019. All right, guys. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this show on whichever podcatcher you find us on. We are available on all the major podcatchers: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the Himalaya Podcast app. Some of you expressed some concerns with what Himalaya is doing in terms of getting the podcast updated. We're still working on ironing out those issues. Hopefully, they will be resolved in short order. Thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the show. Let's start off today by recapping what happened in Summer League action for Jimmer Fredette last night. He's playing for the Golden State Warriors Summer League team this summer. They fell 100-90 to the Los Angeles Lakers in Summer League action, dropping their record to 0-2 in the California Classic. It's a precursor Summer League tournament like the one Here in Salt Lake City with the Utah Jazz that's going on earlier this week before all teams in the NBA show, well, showdown in Las Vegas for that big 30 team free for all. It's kind of a crazy format, but it's a lot of fun all the same. But Jimmer Fredette a little more of a muted uh, performance last night in the loss for Golden State played 16 minutes scored five points. Not his best showing, uh, shot 33% from three once again, a far cry from what he did on opening night of Summer League with 14 points and seven rebounds in that game, but I'm interested to see if Jimmer can carve out another niche for himself in the NBA or if this is it and he's going to be forced to go overseas for however long remaining he has in his NBA or college, not NBA, college, his just his basketball career as a whole. I do worry that he's going to be forced to go overseas, play in China, etc. And like I said on yesterday's podcast, that's not a bad thing. He can go make good money over there. He's built out a, quite a reputation for himself as Ji Mo Adashan, the lonely god or the lonely master over there in Shanghai playing for the Sharks for the previous two or three years. And I think he could go over there and really continue to build his brand. He's got a shoe deal with the Chinese shoe company, 361 Degrees. I think he's got a good thing going for him, but I am interested to see if he can latch on with a team like the Warriors for maybe another year or so in the NBA before deciding, hey, I'm either done with with basketball or I want to continue on maybe playing overseas. We'll see how it shakes out. He's got a lot to prove in these limited summer league minutes that he's got with the Warriors it's a team that's bloated in terms of money. They've got to figure out their salary cap structure. Any of you that are big NBA fans, go to Locked On NBA Net. Stay up to date with all the Locked On uh, podcast network hosts that cover the NBA. Stay tuned to that if you want to track it all. But I do wonder how Jimmer's going to do when it comes to the summer league and if he's able to carve out a niche for himself. But we'll continue to track it for you. Let you know how he's performing in summer league. We'll also track Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant, two other former BYU Hoopers. Hoopsters that are performing in summer league. Uh, Elijah is playing with the Milwaukee Bucks while Eric Mika is on the Sacramento Kings roster. We'll track all of their performances for you and keep you updated as Summer League progresses this month, both in California, Salt Lake City, and in Las Vegas. All right, one other note before we get to our first break here is we need to talk about Alden Tofa. Our Holy War Player Countdown Series reaches day number 57 today, folks. And we're talking about Alden Tofa, a defensive end out of West Jordan, Utah. A guy that I have been hoping will break out at summer. Point. We talked yesterday about Uriah Leah Tawa, one of my pet favorites on the BYU roster. Alden Tofa is another guy that I'm very high on and I'm hopeful that he can have a good showing this year. Six foot four, two hundred and sixty pound prospect, a guy who isn't currently listed on the depth chart released at BYU Media Day in the too deep at defensive end for BYU. But I'm not necessarily worried about that because I think there's quite a bit of depth when it comes to BYU's defensive line. They could go legitimately three or four deep at certain positions. That I think Alden Tofa factors into that. Like I said, he's got prototypical size for a defensive end, 6 foot four, two 260 pounds. I'm hopeful that he's able to take uh, this opportunity that's afforded to him this year very seriously. He's been on the roster for two years now, and it's time for him to break out. We talked about yesterday, similarly with Uriah Leatawa that both Corbin Kafusi and Sione Takitaki are both gone now, off to the pro ranks, and it leaves a little bit of a vacuum uh uh, a spot for a guy to emerge and really make his imprint and really lead this defensive line. A guy like Alden Tofa, I think, very much can be part of that mix. I think your Uriah Tau can be part of the mix. Devin Kafusi, Zach Daw, speaking of just the defensive ends as a whole, there is an opportunity for some guys here this year on this BYU defense to make a name for themselves. And a guy like Alden Tofa will be served well to really stake, stake claim to the opportunity afforded him with some of the proven stars departing BYU this past offseason. Can he take advantage of it? We shall see. But like I said, he's got the prototypical size, six foot four, two 260 pounds. He's been in the program long enough now that he's very familiar with what's expected of him by Elisa Tuiaki and Kalani Satake on defense. And in their hybrid system, I think he's got a big opportunity to really prove something to the, co- to the coaching staff this fall camp and really state claim to being part of the rotation at defensive end for BYU. So you're uh, not you're right. We did that yesterday talking about Alden Tofa today, day number 57 as we continue on with our Holy War countdown series right here on locked on Cougars. We'll take a time out here, come back, talk with Isaac Draxler of you state Aggies, talk about the Utah state Aggies before we do that though do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show. It's our good friends at Twillery. They want to make sure that all the shirts in your closet can be restocked as simple as restocking the soda in your fridge. Simple, affordable, and guaranteed to fit. They'll make sure you're taken care of. So you go to twillery.com slash locked on. Check out what everything they've got to offer. Whatever type of shirt you have to wear, a button down, you have to wear a dress shirt, whatever it is, they can make sure that you are taken care of and you're looking your absolute best each and every time you step out in the office or even just out into everyday life. They have fantastic options. They have good sizing. You tell them your collar size, your sleeve size. This is not your standard small, medium, large, extra large sizing. It's custom sizing. And if it doesn't fit, there's free shipping and returns. You send it right back to them. Then they'll make sure they get the right fit for you. So that way you look your best, always looking good, feeling good, play good. You know that saying, feel good, look good, feel good, play good. Well, guess what? Twillery wants to make that happen in your everyday life. So check them out, guys. I have loved the shirts I've gotten from Twillery. I would encourage you guys to take the opportunity and check out what Twillery can do for you in terms of restocking your closet. Go to twillery.com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that promo code locked on for $25 off. These are shirts, folks, that their competitors of Twillery are offering for a hundred plus dollars each. You can get them for as low as fifty five dollars each. So go to twillery.com slash locked on and check out everything they've got to offer for you. That's twillery.com slash locked on. Make sure to use the promo code locked on and save yourself an additional twenty five dollars. That's twillery.com slash locked on. Back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. Please welcome in Isaac Draxler of U State Aggies and the twenty four seven Sports Network. Isaac, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, let's start off with this question: What's the yeah. general reception for Gary Anderson's return to Logan been like?
1: I think overall it's it's all been excitement and uh, optimism so far. So I I think you know there's, there's really no reason to to believe that uh that he can't be successful at Utah State so I think um most Aggie fans you know relatively speaking all Aggie fans are excited about the uh the return
0: of Gary He did some incredible things when he was there. He's the forever WAC football champion. Of course, they won the last WAC championship during his final year there and his first stint with Utah State. Uh, What's different this time around for him as he takes over? Of course, we saw that incredible season a year ago with a prolific offense. This is a program that's light years different this time around for Gary than it was the first time he took over. But what's different for him in this go-round?
1: I mean what's different is he's uh he's taking over basically where he uh he left off because he's got a really good team to uh to coach this year. He's got a good foundation. Um even in a better situation with facilities, fan support, uh booster support. Um you know there's he it's really in a lot better spot, but um but obviously you know the 2012 team was was a great team. Um, and then he left after that year, and and the Aggies had a good season, after, you know, the year after he left, and and uh, has just kind of gone up. And as far as facilities and everything, have definitely improved since uh, since he left. So he's he's definitely in a better spot now than when he left.
0: Mike Sanford comes in as the offensive coordinator. David Yost did some incredible things a year ago. That offense was just prolific, led by Jordan Love. Does Mike Sanford just kind of have to uh, really just Carry forward what David Yost installed, or do you think he'll have his own imprint?
1: Yeah, I think he's got uh, he's got big shoes to fill because uh, David Yoast, as most people know, is just the the wacky, crazy, unpredictable, mad scientist of of an offense um, that that's tough to you know tough to defend against for a defensive coordinator or defense, and, uh, and so that's really tough to duplicate. Um, but Mike Sanford has proven that he can run a, you know, call an offense. He's got experience being an offensive coordinator at a high level. So I don't think he'll have a, a hard time, you know, acclimating to that. He just won't have, it won't be the, uh, the same David Yost type of, um, uh, of offense that we saw last year it may, may have a few changes.
0: This offense, of course, Jordan Love is back for his junior season. Alfred Edwards is the only projected starter that's back on this team. The offense got got gutted, essentially, with graduations, et cetera, guys declaring early for the NFL draft. But do you think that there's still plenty of talent here to carry on what they did a year ago?
1: Yeah, I, I always um... – you know, I always I always kind of chuckle when people say that there's only one returner uh, coming back because Jordan Nathan, at receiver, was, was a starter. Um, you mentioned uh, Edwards, uh, Dimitri Alifua started a handful, you know, a couple games and really was a rotation guy on the offensive line. So really that offensive line and that offense in general, uh, obviously Gerald Bright was probably the second best or, one of the best uh, running backs in the Mountain West last year. So really they've got guys coming back with experience, um, which is is a lot more predictable and a lot more, um, you know, kind of a proven system rather than depending on junior college guys that have never played or true freshmen. So really they've got guys to plug in there that played last year or that are transferring in, in like CLC Mariner that has experience at the Pac-12
0: level. On the defensive side of things, Justin Ennis appears to have a number of guys back from last year's defense. I think the defense got a little overshadowed with how powerful that offense was, but I thought it was just as good in many respects as the offense was. Uh, Do you expect things to stay the same with Gary Anderson and Justin working together on this defense?
1: Yeah, I think with with an up-tempo offense and and really a high-powered offense for that matter, you've got to have a good defense, but you've also got to have a defense that can come up with big plays. They can get turnovers uh, and things like that. So with David Woodward, Kipa Naliyai, um, Pule Lua, and some of the, the defensive players, Shaq Bond is coming back from an, an injury. They've got a bunch of defensive backs coming back. So um, I think I think as far as the defense is, is, uh, is concerned, They've got a lot of experience, and there's no reason to believe they can't be that big-play defense they were last year as well.
0: This was a 10-plus win team a year ago. Uh, currently, as it stands, where do you kind of think that the line is for a successful season in Gary Anderson's debut season, or I guess re-debut season?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to project. Um, you know, uh, you know some of the wins as far as you know going to LSU is is going to be a tough tough game you know the the conference season is is a little bit more difficult this year than last year with Fresno and San Diego State Um, Boise State has been a hurdle that the Aggies have had a hard time getting over and so you know so it's hard to project uh, really a win a win total right now without seeing anything Um, but I think the, uh, the expectation is they should uh, at least compete for a conference championship, and if they can get over that Boise State hurdle, Fresno State hurdle, um, you know, obviously a, a Mountain Division championship and a Mountain West uh, championship game is is really uh, within their grasp. So,
0: yeah, you mentioned the schedule stiffens a little bit this year. Like you mentioned, they have to go to Fresno State. Boise State's always looming on that schedule. There's also games at San Diego State to kick off conference play. Uh, it seems like it's an uptick in terms of the overall conference, not like well, I say in the conference in terms of the strength of schedule there, but overall strength of schedule for Utah State seems to be a lot stronger. What do you uh, when you look at when you look at this team like Fresno State, they're gonna have to rebuild a little bit. San Diego State maybe isn't as stout as they were the previous three seasons before last year. Boise State retooling a little bit. Do you th- sense that Utah State has an opportunity to kind of seize hold of a power vacuum in the Mountain? I mean, I
1: think anytime you have a couple of the best players in the uh, in the Mountain West, uh, you have those expectations. And uh, the Aggies have have proven that they can they can be solid uh, year in and year out. It's just kind of getting over that hump that they uh, they need to need to prove. So on a down year of of uh, Fresno State, you know, replacing quarterback and San Diego State kind of down a little bit uh, this this should be the the year that, that that's going to be as as possible or as uh, as likely as any any year
0: all right talking with isaac draxler from u-state aggies and 24 7 sports network isaac we're going to take a time out here we'll come back on the other side talk a little more specifically about individual players on the aggies team want to get some of your thoughts on some of these guys we'll get to that next right here on the lockdown cougars podcast thanks again for joining us on this wednesday edition of the show Locked On Cougars. We are your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. reminder for you guys, when you guys are driving around in your vehicle, plug in your smart device and tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news. Continuing on here for another segment with Isaac Draxler from U-State Aggies and the 24-7 Sports Network. Isaac, I wanted to start off this segment talking about Jordan Love. He comes back, he's getting all kinds of preseason hype. I've seen him on mock drafts for NFL teams, uh, presuming he comes out after this upcoming junior season for himself. What does he have left to prove at the collegiate level in your mind?
1: I think he has winning, winning to prove. I, I, he's a super, you know, humble, selfless team first guy uh, that's not, you know, hyping himself or, or, uh, you know, on Twitter all the time. You know, sending out highlight videos or anything like that. He's in the in the uh, gym and on the field practicing and improving. Uh, he went to the Manning Passing Academy, so um, you know things like that are, are bound to help uh, help a guy get better and improve. And uh, and really, that you know, all that he cares about is that translating into wins and the Mountain West Championship and and so forth.
0: A couple of years ago we saw Josh Allen from Wyoming had an incredible season and then came back for another year seemingly without all of the talent around him he struggled through that season still ended up as a top 10 NFL draft pick I've drawn comparisons this is just my myself drawing this comparison of Jordan Love to Josh Allen a couple of years ago with Wyoming do you think that compares at all in your mind
1: well, the talent at Utah State doesn't compare with the uh, the talent that Wyoming had that year. Um, obviously, the Aggies have a lot more talent coming back with Savon Scarver and Jordan Nathan and C.O.C. Mariner being proven commodities um, at the receiver position. So, so I, I mean, I think that Jordan Love does have to prove that last year wasn't a fluke or it wasn't a product of having good receivers. Um but I don't think he shies away from that. And I don't think, um, you know, losing his top target is really going to hurt uh, as much as, as some people think. At least that's what I'm expecting because Jordan Love is, is a sound quarterback that runs the offense. He goes through his, through his progressions. He's not locked onto one receiver and just milking that one guy, you know, looking the, the, the way of the, of Tarver every play or whatever. So I think he can he can spread the ball around if there's not one superstar on offense at receiver, for example, or running back. Um, You know it's going to be a it's going to be a well um, you know well balanced uh, offense this year. I think
0: Gerald Bright, you mentioned him in the last segment as one of the guys who I in my just just me I thought he was Utah State's best running back at points a year ago. I expect he's going to have a big senior year here. What do you expect from him?
1: Yeah, he's such he's just a huge play, you know, big play possibility guy. Um, you know, at any time he can he can bust one open, uh he's got the speed and, and uh and running ability that that really is, is impressive. I mean he's gotta obviously have the uh the offensive line to uh to block for him. And I think he's best suited to have another guy kind of carry part of that load, um, which could be Riley Bird or somebody like that that could uh could come in in as well and kind of be a two-headed um two-headed monster back there in the backfield
0: yeah i wanted to ask you about riley bird a byu transfer a guy from northern utah i think Manaway is officially where he is from Mm -hmm. He, he makes the grad transfer north to join utah state what have the rumblings been about him in the early returns since joining that program I think
1: he's uh he's a guy that they came in they brought in for uh for a reason. I mean, they brought in um you know a junior college guy, they brought in a a transfer and and they've obviously got um you know Gerald Bright in house. They didn't I don't think they really had uh when they came in, they realized we don't really have much behind Gerald Bright. We need to bring in a couple more guys. And um you know no slide on any of those guys, but um but I think if if you can Bring in a couple guys like that to uh, to increase the depth. Um, it's a no brainer to to bring him in, and that's how Riley Bird is. It's kind of a no brainer, bring him in. He's got some experience. Whether he's going to be a, a you know featured back or just a role player, I mean, worst case scenario, he can he can come in and contribute some way.
0: Alfred Edwards, I thought, was a revelation a year ago. Uh, we watched BYU fans have seen two uh, freshmen in their own right, James Empey and Brady Christensen, really break out a year ago. I thought Edwards was a great player for Utah State. Is he going to be the leader along this offensive line for the Aggies?
1: Yeah, Edwards and Alisa are going to be the uh, leaders on that offensive line. And then, um, really, they're looking for the other couple spots to uh, to be filled by guys. Like Alfred Edwards, that they were really impressed in their in their uh, redshirt season. They got they all played four games, so they got experience. Even keeping the redshirt, which is a great rule, and so those guys. I mean, they lo- they look like they uh, they could play and, and belong. Um, so whether it's one of those redshirt freshman guys or a couple of their sophomore or junior guys that have been in the program. Um, they've even had a couple position changes to the offensive line. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have to count and count on those guys and kind of figure out the the mix of those guys. But those guys are just as talented as, uh, as Alfred Edwards was last year. And we heard the same things about Alfred Edwards in his, his, uh, freshman season that he was just a beast, um, on the offensive line, uh, for the scout team and in practice. So, uh, we're hearing the same things about a couple of the other guys. So it should be a similar situation if all goes well.
0: Talking with Isaac Draxler from U State Aggies and the 24-7 Sports Network. Isaac, one last offensive question. We'll flip over to the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Terrell, a guy from Lehigh High School. A lot of BYU fans are familiar with that program. I thought he w- he was a great talent coming out of high school. Is he ready to step into the star role at that tight end position?
1: I think he's always just going to be a solid guy. Um, he, he was kind of thrown in as a freshman and, uh, and unfortunately had a couple kind of uh, iconic plays that he, you know, batted some balls up in the air and got them intercepted and different things like that. So he's kind of just a, uh, he played as a, as a true freshman, but um, last year he, he really kind of stepped up and, and even with Dax Raymond out for a couple of games, he, uh, he was solid. So, He's going to be a solid, you know, Mountain West player that is going to give one more uh, option to, to Jordan Love to, uh, to throw to. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a big a big play threat necessarily, but he's going to be a really solid, solid option for that offense.
0: All right. Now we should switch over to the defense here. It appears the Aggies are going to go to more of a 4-3 front. Is that kind of the projection for this defense?
1: I mean, it's always kind of a hybrid version because if you're playing T. eye at 230 pounds, um, at defensive end, a defensive end, you can call him a defensive end. You can call him an outside linebacker. It doesn't really matter. Uh, their other defensive linemen are probably going to be pretty big, 290, 300, 280 at, at the least. Um, you know, if if you got eye. so the the three guys are going to be pretty big, and the one guy is going to be the rush end, and uh, and so that's that's going to be the defense. Um, and and Nalia, you I know, showed that he's pretty tough to block. So,
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Teepa. I, I think he's a fantastic talent. He's a guy who's got an incredibly quick first step. What does he have to prove this year for, the, for Utah State?
1: He has a lot to prove. Um, he's got a lot to prove as far as being a complete player, um, a player that doesn't take plays off. Um, a player that um, can play against the run and the pass. Um, I think, you know, absolutely he showed, you know, flashes of brilliance and uh, and really on third down, third and long, you know, when he could, peer, you know, pin his ears back and go after the quarterback, he was unstoppable. But um, but he's really got to be an all-around player this year to really be a leader on that defense.
0: David Woodward is one of my favorite players to watch. I think he's a fantastic linebacker. Uh, how do you think he'll make the transition to playing in the, this kind of hybrid system versus having been an outside linebacker in a 3-4 set?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's still going to be the, the inside guy. Um, last year he was an inside linebacker as well. Two years ago he was kind of a hybrid guy. So he's, he's really in the same spot he was last year. He's just going to be counted on to uh, to kind of be able to do everything from um, covering tight ends to rushing the passer to just being that that run stopper. You know, if those defensive linemen are, are eating up those blocks, he's got to come in and 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 make the tackles on you know on those rushing uh, plays. So um, and and he's proven to I mean literally we you know if you go back and look every at every play that the Aggies played David Woodward might have missed one or two tackles I mean he was just completely rock solid probably one of the most solid tacklers in the, uh, in, the uh, in the nation so uh, not worried about him at all he's gonna he can do he can do everything so
0: in the secondary I feel like DJ Williams you already mentioned Shaq Bond earlier as well I think those two guys kind of lead the secondary is there anybody else that BYU fans should be aware of from Utah State
1: yeah, I mean, DJ's a, a guy that's really versatile along with a lot of the other guys. Um, I think Haney and Ingram were really versatile. Um, Ingram was pretty much out all of last year. And uh, coming into the season, he was the returning starter that everybody thought, you know, the Aggies were going to count on. And he, he ended up having some kind of just freak, um, freak uh, issues that he kind of had to deal with throughout the whole season. Um, turf toe and different things like that. So he was out virtually the whole season and was really uh, everyone thought he was going to be counted on, and that's kind of why DJ Williams stepped up uh, was the starting cornerback, and uh, Cameron Haney had to fill in a few times at uh, safety and nickel, and uh, and so they've got some guys that can kind of you can mix and match a couple of JC guys coming in. So the depth. That safety maybe could could be a little bit of a concern, um, but you're basically just counting on some uh, a couple of JC guys to uh, to provide that depth along with some versatility to to move around a bit.
0: Can't let you go without talking about the special teams here for Utah State. I think they're going to be solid all the way around. Dominic Everly, who's a Groza Award finalist in 2017. Aaron Dalton, I think, has been nothing if not spectacular as a punter. And of course, an All American and Savon Scarver as a kick returner. Should we expect anything different from the special teams this year for Utah State other than excellence?
1: Um, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Dalton's coming back from an injury. He missed uh, a lot of the season last year, and they had some. Some uh, some challenges at uh, you know punting without him. So um, so I think everybody's crossing their fingers that Aaron Dalton can come back, or um, one of their new kind of punters that they brought in uh, can can really be an improvement. You know, overall, like you say, it was a it was a really impressive group. Um, there was a few few issues at, at punter. Um, Savon Scarver is a dynamic returner and even though you know these days it's it's pretty rare to get a a kickoff return he's been dynamic and he's really made the most of of his uh opportunities and probably Jordan Nathan or one of those guys will be the punt returner so um but but definitely Dom, you know Dominic Eberly is rock solid um you know one of the one of the clutchest mental, most mentally tough uh kickers I've ever I've ever uh, you know, come across. He's a guy that's just 100% focused. I mean, he literally had one bad game that I can think of, and, and that was actually the Arizona Bowl down in Arizona um, last year or two years ago. But um, and and he was sick for that game. But um, yeah, he's been he's been so solid. He's been so good um, that that's that the expectation for his uh, his senior year, and and definitely has a has a bright future. Um, potentially in the in the NFL
0: as well. Awesome. Well, Isaac, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. We'll ca- catch up with your work with the 24-7 Sports Network. Check out UStateAggies.com if you want to stay up to date with what's going on in Utah State. And can't thank you enough for taking the time. Once again, appreciate it. Yep, thanks. Alright, there you go. Isaac Draxler, UStateAggies.com, also part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Awesome to hear from him. Some interesting stuff about Utah State and I think this is a team that's going to be locked in load, and I think they're going to surprise some people. On paper, yeah, it does appear that Utah State only has two returning starters, but like you heard him say, Gerald Bright was a returning starter, Demetric Ali another guy along the offensive line. They've got a lot of proven wide receivers coming in, CLC Mariner, a former Utah Ute, Riley Burt, the former BYU running back. So Gary Anderson should have a pretty stout squad, and I think BYU is going to have their work cut out for them when they square off in early November. Kind of a weird matchup to see BYU and Utah State in November. 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 Usually it's kind of that first weekend of October around General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But alas, it's what it is this year, and can't thank Isaac enough for taking the time to join us. That'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Want to thank you guys once again for downloading the show. Reminder for you guys to follow the show on all the major social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, check us out there. Of course, download the show on all the major podcast platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Give us a five-star review if you don't mind. Really does help out getting the word out about the show as well. Also a reminder for you guys today, show brought to you by our good friends at Twillery. Make sure to go to Twillery.com slash locked on. Use that promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and get $25 off your first order. Fantastic option if you're looking to restock the shirts in your closet. All right, that'll do it for today. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow, celebrating Independence Day as we continue on with our Holy War player countdown. It'll be a special shortened edition. But we'll be with you tomorrow and on throughout the weekend, the rest of the month, and continuing on all the way until the Holy War next month. Thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked On Cougars for July 3rd, 2019.